Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author and one of the creators of Fluid Style Co., a clothing company created for bisexuals. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi. So in today's video, I'm going to be talking to you about the gay flag, about BuzzFeed, and how both are being used to make you as bisexual feel like you don't exist. And today's video is brought to you by my bisexual t-shirts that you can find on Amazon. You can get there by using the link in the description below. More about that later. For right now, let's play a little game to start out with. It's called Name That Flag. And I'm going to show you a couple of flags. I'm going to give you like a second uh, to, to figure out whether or not you know which it is. And then at the end of the game, i love for you to put in the comments section which ones you knew. And then we can talk about the ones you didn't. So let's start the game. I'm going to start with something easy. What's this flag? If you watch the channel, you got to know what this one is. This one is the bisexual flag. Don't forget to pause it if you need some more time. What's this flag? This is the pansexual flag. What is this flag? This is the queer flag. What's this flag? This is the sexually fluid flag. What is this flag? The asexual flag or the ace flag. What's this flag? This is the transgender flag. And this flag? Yeah, I bet you no one knew what this one was. This is the polyamory flag. This flag? Another tough one. This is the lipstick lesbian flag. And then finally, this one. This is the bear flag. And to know what that even is, you have to know gay culture. In gay culture, there's a type of guy who is like barrel chested and very hairy. Those types of guys are called bears and this is the flag that represents them. So how many of those flags did you get right and which ones did you get wrong? Um, and which ones you didn't just know, you just didn't know. And put that in the comment section below. And I asked the question because, well, I first want to show you that there are a lot of flags out there. Basically, Everyone has their own flag. There's no scarcity to finding a flag that represents who you are. And then secondly, I wanted to ask you a harder question, which is, what is this flag? And I'm sure some of you are going, oh, that's easy. And other of you are going, wait a minute, why is he saying that's hard? Well, I'll make it easier, harder, by giving you this, these pictures as well. So this is the picture of the... Los Angeles LGBT Center. And these are pictures of other LGBT centers around the world. Now, it's an LGBT center and it has this flag being flown on it, which means that this flag is, you guessed it, the gay flag. Yeah, although you can be pardoned if you thought this is the LGBT flag. Because um, why wouldn't you think that? Because it's being flown everywhere and in every LGBT anything, 
this is the flag that's being flown as if this were the LGBT flag. And you might be asking yourself, well, how was it that I thought that this was the LGBT flag? Good question. So I'm gonna go over a little bit of history here, very briefly, about the gay flag. So the gay flag was uh, designed in 1974 in the inspiration of Harvey Milk, who was an activist and a politician in San Francisco in the United States. He went to his friend Gilbert Baker and asked him to create a flag that represents gay pride and the gay struggle. And he came back with a flag which eventually morphed into this rainbow flag that we all know today as the gay flag. So you might be asking still, well, that's great history, Alex, but how does that explain how that became the LGBT, um, uh, people are thinking of that as the LGBT flag? Well, for that, you kind of have to understand history a little bit. So back in 1974, when the flag was being created, you have to keep in mind that the gay movement was the only sexual diversity movement in town. Like, it's, it was the only one. And why is that? It's not because, you know, bisexuals didn't exist or transgender people didn't exist. It was because there was no way for a gay person to have a normal life without the gay movement because they need if if a person loves the same sex and society doesn't accept the fact that you love that sex you need to create a group a community in, in which it's safe for you to love the person you want to love so the gay people had no choice but to create their own community and this flag was a symbol of that community so if anyone wanted to show they were an ally or show their solidarity for the gay community and their struggle, they had to fly the gay flag. So if you're straight and you're an ally, you, you present the gay flag wherever it was. If you're a bisexual person and you wanted to date someone of the same sex who was probably going to be gay, you had to fly the gay flag because, you know, you're in the same sex relationship and that was the only game in town and you had you know, show your solidarity. So you, sh you show that flag. Or if you're a transgender person, well, you had no other choice. There were no other flags. You flew the gay flag. So if there's no other options, then the rainbow flag is the only flag that you could possibly show. And eventually people start saying, well, you know, maybe we should be a little bit more inclusive. Well, as long as we don't take any attention away from the gay community and the gay movement, then sure, gay people will get on board with the idea of celebrating all, as long as celebrating all really came under the umbrella of celebrating gay pride and the gay struggle. So that's kind of the way that the gay flag morphed sort of into the LGBT flag. But to really go in depth with this, I need to explain a different concept to you. So I'm gonna get a little off topic here, but I promise you I'm gonna tie this back into what I was just talking about with the gay and LGBT community. So in America, there's something that's referred to as systematic racism, right? So that's where mostly, gay pe mostly uh, black people are saying that America has a system in place that keeps white people on top of society and pushes black people down to the bottom of society. And what black people claim is that in the 1910s, 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and this part isn't just a claim, this part is true, that people were much more open about their racial bias. Like back in 1920, it was not like thought of as that horrible of a thing if you were to say, you know, those black people, they're them. And people who look like me, you know, my family members, my neighbors, members of my community, 
All those people helped to create the America that it is today, and they deserve certain advantages. You know, the black people, you know, did what the black people did. But we're really, you know, we're the Christians, we're the people who've, who've made America what it is. So we deserve certain privileges, while the black people, well, they get what they deserve. And there was nothing particularly wrong with stating this openly and creating systems in which this is possible. And this is not just the South, this was the North, this was everywhere. Certain schools were out of boundaries for black people, and when it wasn't really out of boundaries, systems were put in place to ensure that, you know, people can only attend certain schools and other schools could be left to, to be attended by, you know, the white people within the community. So all these things were done. And a great example of that is something that was done by Richard Nixon in the 1970s, way back in the, or way forward in the 70s. Richard Nixon is a president famous for multiple things, one of which was that he had an enemies list. And at the top of that enemies list, according to all the people he worked with, were two groups. It was the hippies, because those damn hippies kept protesting him and calling him crooked and, and, all, and a crook and all that stuff. And then secondly, black people. Richard Nixon really had a problem with black people. And Richard Nixon was a guy that got things done and, and he didn't just believe in having enemies lists. If you have an enemies list, you go after those enemies. And he, being a, he, he really was a very smart man. Being very smart, he figured out a way to target the people he hated most and to pull them out of society. So what idea did Richard Nixon come up with? And keep in mind, this is what the people from inside the administration have revealed about the president. This is the people he worked with which, which has revealed this. They revealed that Richard Nixon came up with the idea of making marijuana the worst class of drug possible. Why? Because if, it's, if marijuana is completely illegal and hippies and black people smoked marijuana disproportionately high, that meant that they could throw hippies and black people in jail at a higher rate than anyone else, which gets his enemies off the street faster than anyone else. And from a purely, uh, you know, evil standpoint, that was pretty smart because it worked. Not only did he make marijuana a class of drug, now keep in mind, alcohol is legal. Alcohol is way, way more dangerous than pot could ever be. Like, I am not a pot smoker, but this is just fact. Alcohol, really dangerous. Pot, not so much. Heroin, meth. Destroys the body. Destroys the mind. Marijuana, thanks to Richard Nixon, was made not only illegal, which alcohol is not, but was made the same class of drug as heroin and meth. So that was thanks to uh, Richard Nixon. And then as a result of that, like a generation goes by, you forget why it was that Richard Nixon did this and you had no idea about it. And instead, people just kind of grow into a world where marijuana is considered a drug and it's constantly perpetuated that, oh yeah, marijuana is horrible. You should never do marijuana. It's illegal. It's a drug. It's bad. It's bad. Worst thing you possibly do. It's like heroin. When it completely isn't, I mean, these are just people who just working within the system that they were got, they were, they were born into. And what is the other result of this, this thing that Richard Nixon did in the 70s? The result today is that there are more black people in prison than any other group. It is disproportionately black, the population of prisons. 
disproportionately, and disproportionately so, those sentences are because of minor marijuana possession charges. So let's really think about how systematic racism works. There is something that's put in place specifically to disadvantage a group while advantaging another group. A generation goes by where people forget why that system was put in place. And then finally, there is a result of the person putting that in place and then also people defending the initial harm, the initial crime to humanity in a way that uh, they don't understand because they've forgotten why it was put in place. So systematic racism, that's an example of it. There are lots of examples of it in American society where in 1910s and 20s, the Jim Crow system was put into place very, very, very specifically to keep white society on top and put black society in the bottom. Uh, a generation goes by, people forget why that was put in place and instead just enjoy the, the privileges that it has. And then finally, when people start pushing back up against it, it's not any longer remembered to be the thing that was used to oppress a certain amount of people. It's just thought of culture and the way things are done. So that is systematic racism. So now let's go back to what I was talking about before with the gay movement and with LGBT. So with them, I'd like to bring up a topic referred to as systematic by erasure. Now I just I showed you that whole thing of how systematic racism works. Let me show you how systematic by erasure works. In the 1970s, there was one movement and only one movement, that is the gay movement. They create a symbol representing the gay movement. Time goes on, a generation passes by. The people who are in power never want to lose their power, never want to lose focus being placed on the gay community. So instead of forcing like some other flag, like, you know, America is the biggest donor in the United Nations, but the United Nations flag is not the American flag, it's the UN flag. So instead of allowing something like that to happen in the LGBT community, the gay flag is instead made the LGBT flag. So what is the result of that? The result of that is that when any, whenever anyone thinks of LGBT, they see the gay flag and they think gay. So LGBT is always thought of as, as gay. And what's the result? Money that's donated into LGBT is rightfully rediverted to gay causes and gay community at the expense of everyone else. Systematic by erasure. Purposely done, forgotten, and then there's results. Now, what are the results of systematic bi erasure? Because it's one thing to say it exists, and it's another thing to show really clear examples of how a system has created, um, has created a, a, a system in which someone is really thriving, a thriving and another one person is failing. And to show an example of how this is still present today, the systematic bi erasure exists, and people don't even realize it exists, a perfect example of that is by looking at a recent BuzzFeed video. And if you watch this channel, I'm sure you know what BuzzFeed is, and BuzzFeed has done a lot of very positive videos about bisexuality. But the thing at BuzzFeed is that there's no one big brain. Everyone else is, everyone is just doing their own like videos. So if there's a bisexual person, they wanna do a bisexual video, 
they make a great educational video about bisexuality. If there's a gay person, they want to make an uneducated video, they have the right to that too. So back in July, two people at BuzzFeed create a video called How Did You Know You Were Gay? Okay, you can see what's happening here. So they create a video called How Did You Know You Were Gay? And on the video consists of two people, one of which is bisexual and the other which is identifies as queer and gay. So how do I know first that they're bisexual? Well, they say it. And I'm going to show you a clip where they say it. And I want you to pay close attention to the very next question asked after the person says they're gay. Watch it here. I usually say I'm bi, yeah. but it does feel specific. Yeah, but the question is, how do you know that you're gay? That's a good question. This is uh, interesting because, of course, the person just said, they just said that they are bisexual. So they go from saying they're bisexual to, how do you know that you are gay? And you could say, oh, well, you know what? I think you're mistaking something here, Alex. They're just asking the question in the ether. They're just like asking it to anybody. Like, okay, the general question is, well, how do you know that you're gay? You're bisexual. How does a person who is gay know they're gay? And you would be right to think that initially until you got further on in the video when our gay queer friend decided to get very, very uh, specific to the person sitting beside her and asked this question. What were other moments in your life where you were like, yeah, I'm probably gay? Like, what made you actually mm -hmm. just come to terms with that? In other words, you know, forget about how anyone else thought they were gay. How did you know that you were gay? You, the person who earlier in the video just said that you were bisexual. How did you know that you were gay? In other words, does bisexuality exist outside of gayness? No. Bisexual is gay, and gay is bisexual. What else is that familiar to? Well, there's the gay flag. That's also the LGBT flag. And the LGBT flag then represents gayness, and really bisexuality is just a part of gayness. And does any of this seem familiar to you? So once again, in terms of systematic stuff, we have a system that was put in place to benefit one group at the expense of another group, a generation forgets about it, and then it just becomes a part of culture. So much so that a progressive company like BuzzFeed will allow a video to come out like this, not think twice about it, and it goes on and gets 850,000 views, all creating the incorrect information, spreading disinformation about what it means to be bisexual with the help of the bisexual in the video. It is insidious. And I say to you, bisexual erasure has not only existed for a while, but the biggest symbol of bisexual erasure is none other than the gay flag itself, which everyone involved with the LGBT community has accepted that this gay flag, it's always meant to be a gay flag, it has never stopped being a gay flag, represents all bisexuals. In other words, symbolically speaking, all bisexuals are just gay. Is this important? Hell yes, it's important. I think it's very important for us to figure out why it is that bisexuals, while gay people, their health 
outcomes have improved so much over the past few decades, why bisexual health outcomes have either been the same or gotten worse. We have to ask ourselves these questions. What are the sometimes not obvious and other times really obvious things that makes bisexuals believe that they don't exist and that they don't matter? Case in point, the gay flag, which says in symbol what so many people say in words, which is everyone who's bisexual really is just gay. So the question you might be asking yourself now, what can you do about it? Well, certainly the first thing you can do about it is that whenever you get the opportunity, you could let people know that you aren't just queer. You aren't just a member of the LGBT community. You specifically are bisexual. You can say it, and whenever someone tries to fly a, a gay flag to say, oh no, but you're included in this gay flag, let them, say, let them know, no, you are not. That is the gay flag, and you respect it as a gay flag. Please respect you by representing you with a flag that actually says that you exist. That's one thing you could do. The other thing is that, and when I went looking for, gay, for flags, I was trying to find something that could represent more, that could represent the LGBT community without it being a specific flag or something else. And I gotta say, there's only one flag out there that has, was specifically created to be inclusive to more than just gay people. Just one flag. That flag was created actually just a few years ago and it's, it's nicknamed the Philly flag because it was created in Philadelphia. And it was created because someone looked at the LGBT community and noticed that it was just basically white gay people. And then they said, well, maybe we should create a symbol that says in symbol what people are paying lip service to, which is that the LGBT community is more than just white people. So they took the rainbow flag and they added the brown stripe and the black stripe. And now we have this, which is the only representation of LGBT that is designed to be inclusive of more than just gay people. It is the only one that exists. So if you want to change systematic by erasure in its most pure form, instead of flying the LGBT gay flag, perhaps you should try flying the Philly flag. And to help that purpose, I created a couple of t-shirts. I took my most popular bisexual t-shirts, including this one here, and I designed them with the Philly LGBT flag in them. So if you wanna stop erasing yourself by flying a gay flag to represent you as a bisexual, check out uh, the shirts that are on Amazon. Um, there's this shirt, there is the love shirt, there's the pride shirt and equality shirt. So that's an option. Um, if there's anything else you could think of, let me know in the uh, comment section below because Bi Erasure exists in many forms and it has to be just all over, all over the place in places I haven't even thought about yet because bisexuals can have outcomes like this and it just be one thing. Like there, there has to be like tons and tons of ways that bisexuals are made to feel less. 
This flag is just the beginning of them. This is just the most obvious one, and this is the one that, even though it's the most obvious, seems to be the one that people seem to miss, as, like it goes through their mind the least. Like it's, it's sitting there in front of everyone's faces, and yet people don't seem to acknowledge it. So I have, there it is. If you would like to support this podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romances on Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can check out my bisexual t-shirts on Amazon by searching for the company Bisexual Real Talk. And you can go to Fluid Style Co.'s website at www.fluidstyleco.com. There you'll find plaid flannels for women and plaid dress shirts for men, all in the pride flag colors, specifically the bisexual, queer, asexual, and sexually fluid flag colors. Please support the channel and check it out. Until the next podcast, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.